Welcome to Potent Projections, or also known as the PP, brought to you from the penthouse of Midtown and powered by the Beacon Center. The nosebleeds are flying today from the penthouse as people are raging about the sky weekly. And I'm going to let my co-host, Chris Tressel. Chris, how are you doing today? <sighs> oh, and there it is. We're just going to let him go off about his segment. Here you go, Chris. Well, per usual... This guy weekly got something wrong. However, I will say to Skyler's credit, he did a little better this week. In fact, some would say the best he's ever done. To break it down, I'm just going to get what everybody wants to know. Chris, 3-0 should be number one. Skyler, you have done nothing to show that you deserve to be 3-0. Your quarterbacks are mediocre at best, and I hate with all my heart that you call yourself Mr. Consistency. In fact, EJ, can we pull up Skyler's team right now? I'm already on it. I'm already on it. I can tell that you were looking for that. Here you go. Skyler, I want you to tell me what players have been consistent this year. Besides Calvin Ridley, you haven't had a player do anything consistent. Where's Derrick Henry been the last two weeks? I'll tell you where he's been. Ryan Tannehill's shadow. Where's Big Ben been? between his jack-off cast on the sidelines and the field where the refs are bailing him out, he's been nowhere. Your team, albeit 3-0, and does not deserve to be 3-0. and And that's all I'm going to say about your team. I should clearly be number one. Josh and Logan, I think you got accurate. EJ, I think, should be ahead of Austin. But, for some reason, you decided not to use logic. And you put Austin up there. I mean, EJ, what did Austin win by this week? It wasn't much. It wasn't much, Chris. I'm starting to think that the Sky Weekly just pulls up the standings on the Fantasy app and then just pulls that straight over and then makes maybe one or two adjustments. But uh, it is, it's not really that, you know, uh, journalistic freedom, you know. It, it just kind of takes it straight <laughs> off the paper. you got, you got to really, in power rankings, you got to take what you think and not just what the numbers say, right? And that's just that's kind of what I think. I mean, Jesus Christ, Skyler, what are you doing all week? Are you even looking at the team Austin's assembled? He played two tight ends this week. I don't think that's ever been done before. He played the brain-dead Miami tight end. I'm not even going to say his name because he's so dumb. And Austin, if he played anybody that had had a win this season, would have got blown out. He put up a dollar twenty-two, twenty-three, something like that this week. That's not even enough to buy a candy bar at 7-Eleven, and he got a win. It's just disgraceful. I think Alan and Asa, you got correct. Gary, I'm happy to see he got some points. Just shows that Gary kind of knows how to pick a fantasy team. Asa, maybe talk to Gary this week and see what you can do to replicate a win. Take some um, Cornell notes. Yeah. In Cornell fashion, because, you know, as we learned in middle school, uh, that is the best way to take notes, and I mean, we all use it in our everyday lives, so you have to do that. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, while I will admit his power rankings were better than past, 
and that's not saying much. He still got it wrong. Albeit, albeit Sky 3-0, sitting atop the league with Chris, whether we like it or not. Um, I, I think we're going to jump into an, an interview here with uh, one of the – last week was the kind of top of the league, um, and some of us still feel that he is uh, top of the league. Um, and here we have Mr. Mandoli, some would say a powerhouse in the league this year. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and first off, I just want to say, huge fan. I've listened to every episode you guys put out. I've listened to every minute, so it's an honor to be on. Yeah, you know what? We're just we're honored to have you as a guest, and uh, I have Chris here with me. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Anything <laughs> awesome? Well said. Anything you would like to say to Mr. Mendoli before we get started? Yeah, Josh, before we really dive into this, I want to get your thoughts on where you're sitting right now, now that we're a quarter of the way through the season, versus where Skyler predicted you would be. You know, I feel like, you know, after this week, well, I want to say one thing, you know, Chris did say whoever's going to be on, it's either because you had a great week or you got demolished, so, you know, I want... I'm kind of thinking that I'm on for the second reason. But, uh, you know, this team, I think it's pretty good. We had a, a little bit of a hiccup, but, you know, sometimes a Mississippi State comes to an LSU, you know, and kicks their ass, but you just got to deal with it. But I like the team that we got put together. I couldn't agree more. I love that Mississippi State LSU analogy. Not everyone can handle the grind of the SEC schedule. No, not right. everybody can. <laughs> I just think it's a testament to how you built your roster. I mean, when Skyler comes out with his bullshit, he has you, me, Logan, kind of in the lower half. And it's just been the complete opposite. So, just Skyler, you don't know what you're talking about, although your rankings this week were more appropriate. I, wanna, I just wanted to say that, and I want to dive into the interview. All right. Well, first question I want, I want to ask you, Josh, is uh, who has been your favorite player on your roster this year? It doesn't have to be your best player, but who's been your favorite player to have? You know, that's a great question. I, I would have said Darren Waller after the Week 2 performance, but I kind of jinxed him by changing my team name to Baller Waller, and then he, you know, laid an egg this week, but... Yeah, you know, I could experience that as much as anyone else with the uh, Maserati Mitch. That was quite the... Quite the jinxing from my end as well, so I understand that. I had to pull the mid-Sunday, you know, revert back to the old team name to try and put some good juju out there. But I'd have to say my favorite player is probably Aaron Rodgers. I like seeing Aaron Rodgers of old. You know, I got Patrick Mahomes, but it's nice to have a QB2 in there that can get the job done. And we always like to see Aaron Rodgers play well. You love seeing Rodgers! Rodgers do well! Uh, discount double check is coming in clutch for you, which is great. Uh, Chris, you want to ask a question to Mr. Mandoli? Yeah, Josh, I do. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> um, based on going through a quarter of the season, where do you see yourself finishing this year? You know, I think, you know, where, you know, Skyler's got it. I think a number four team, I'd like to into that playoff spot you know I got in the playoffs my very first uh, time in the league and then since then it's been a bit of a drought to say the least and uh, I think it'd be nice to squeak into a playoff spot and make a run for it this year 
Love it. Um, last question, and I think our viewers are going to be really excited to hear this. <laughs> are any of your players up for trade right now? Ooh, that's interesting. Well, you know, there's been a lot of interest. I'll say that the running back thirst is real in this oh. league. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost Chris Carson, but, you know, Daryl Henderson is pulling his head out of his ass, so that'll be a good little replacement there. But, uh, yeah, you know, QBs, running backs, hey, trade question mark, that's all I got to say. Trade question mark? Love the trade question mark. <laughs> we love to hear that because, you know, that, that just shows that you're, you're interested in the trade, but you have absolutely no idea what you're going for. At least that's what I've seen, the trade question mark you plan. It's just, it's great. It's great. Well, Josh, uh, last thing I would say, are there any closing remarks you would like to say to anyone in the league, anyone in particular or the league as a whole? You know, I think we got, it's going to be an awesome matchup this week. You got two Titans going at it, two top scorers. You know, the, the records may not show it, but you got two good teams going at it. But I think I have to say, the matchup I'm looking forward to this week is going to be Austin versus Grizz. I think that's going to reveal a lot about the league. You know, Grizz, you can never count him out. And Austin, well, you know, what has that guy done pretty much? That's right. Uh, right. Yep. Very well said. Yep. Well, I love it. Uh, thanks for being on here with us, Josh. And uh, we wish you the best of the league. Uh, we wish you the best in your matchup this week. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. And on to our first matchup of the week before we get our first sponsor uh, to show off for the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the Sky versus Allen matchup. The Sky versus Allen matchup. Chris, I'm going to let you take this one since I know you have super strong opinions about uh, one of the uh, people in this matchup. You know, this may be the first week I want Sky to win, actually. Oh, interesting. Wow. I did not expect that. I'm going to be completely honest. And the reason I want that is because I'm playing Mr. Smith, who I'm going to destroy. And we can get into that. Yeah. But that would set up a battle of 4-0 teams where I could just absolutely pummel this disabled team. But while I'm voting for Skyler to win, I don't think he's going to win. I mean, I think we can both agree that Allen has been very unlucky this year. Oh, bad luck, Allen. I mean, just looking at matchups... I'm not going to dive into every player, but some that stand out. Lamar Jackson coming out of terrible performance is going up against a, dare I say it, feeble Washington football team where he's going to put up a stupid amount of points. Matt Stafford has got to go to New Orleans. That's not going to be easy. Ben Roethlisberger facing Ryan Tannehill and company. I don't see Roethlisberger putting up more than five points. Skyler's running back play is not going to be nearly what it was this week. And I just, I think Allen's got this by blow. I mean, as the projections say right now, Allen projected 151.7. Skyler projected a dollar and some change. I mean, I got blowout central written on mm -hmm. here, but I am sadly voting for Skyler. So you got, I, I like that you kind of put your integrity aside and, and still, still went with your gut. Even though you wanted Skyler to win, you still. Are giving Allen the win. I think that that's something that to be uh, looked at by other journalistic uh, centrals. You know? Yeah, the Sky Weekly. I didn't. I didn't say any names. That's you, not me. Uh, for me in this pick, I, I actually do. I think Skyler is going to come away with the victory. I think he's going to roll on to four and zero and face off against you. 
in the Battle of the Undefeateds. And tonight's first ad, this is going to be a little different taste than what we've expected. With the presidential debate tonight, we decided to have both candidates on the PP. And while the PP does not sponsor any candidate because they would win by landslide if that happened, we are going to be hearing from the current president of the United States. Seattle's pledge to defund its police department by 50%, even including a proposal to remove 911 dispatchers from police control. Joe Biden said he's absolutely on board with defunding the police. Listen closely. Yes, absolutely. Hello, you've reached 911. I'm sorry that there is no one here to answer your emergency call, but leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Crime will rise significantly. I'm Donald J. Trump and I approve this message. And we're back on the PP. If you were watching the debate tonight, uh, many people described it as a dumpster fire, a absolute horror show, a mess. And uh, many would describe, going into our next matchup, would describe from the GOATS team, uh, performance from Mitch Trubisky. Uh, dumpster fire would be accurate of that coming into this week after losing to Chris Trussell in just devastating fashion. Uh, we'll now be going up against the Magic Man, who is on the rise, Chris, uh, coming off of a win against Josh. Uh, I'm going to give my first thoughts on this. Of course, I think that me and Hunter are going to come out on top this week. I think our team bounces back big time, huge, and they'll have never seen a bigger performance from our team. Um, and we're, we're just really looking to see big performances out of everybody. I mean, if Devontae Adams comes back this week, it would really be a just massive lift for this team's confidence. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that Green Bay offense is looking scary. Rodgers is brought back to discount double check. Rodgers! Rodgers! And, you know, Dalvin Cook, if he can, if him and his fellow team can control Corona, should put out some big numbers this week. That's true, and uh, out of respect for uh, Russ, I would never make this our team name, but I, I, it has been thrown around to say, let Dalvin cook, uh, and which he will be doing this week against this Houston defense that has proven absolutely nothing to everyone else. In fact, I have heard rumors that people have defunded the Houston defense. Oh, defunded the Houston defense. Well, and who knows if that would make the Houston defense better or worse. Uh, but uh, as we've seen so far, that defunding them did not help. Uh, no. That it, uh, who knows in the long run what it might do to the Houston defense? But defunding them in the short term definitely has not helped them in any way, shape, or form. And I can tell you that Earl Thomas and his three ways with his brother and company is not going to help that defense one bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, what what even was that like? A three, uh, it was not a three-way, but a four-way with his brother and two other women. And then his wife walking in on them and threatening to kill him? Like, ooh, you're bringing that into a already mess of a team? Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, Don't even need to talk about that, that anymore. Moving on to our next matchup, we have Austin versus Grizz. Austin versus Grizz, and this is a big matchup. Two big names in our fantasy league, Chris. Yeah, two big names and two names that were projected to go pretty far, according to the Sky Weekly, which, I mean, if you just look at their record, three and three, pathetic. Combined, of course. Yeah, combined. Um, I assumed our viewers were smart enough to know that. Uh, well, you know, you never know. You always got to clarify 
for maybe the small percentage that wouldn't get that. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to help them out. Nice. I appreciate that. So let's dive into this matchup. Grizz, man, I don't know if you listen to this. If you're not, if you're not listening, you need to listen because I'm trying to help you. You cannot be playing Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. The only thing Baker Mayfield's good at is doing insurance commercials and Hulu Live Sport commercials. When he gets on that field, he looks like a JV football player. Um, Zeke, the tattoo on the stomach, what, what's that about? How about they focus on winning some games before he starts showing us what's under his shirt? Um... While I had talking a lot of crap about Grizz, we're going to go to Austin's team. And, you know, Austin, why do you offer people the worst trades? I mean, you think anybody that has a brain wants your bench players? The only people on your roster that anybody wants um, has got to be Amari Cooper, who you just acquired tonight, and DK Metcalf. And that's because Russ is cooking. I mean, Gibson... Russ Cook, baby. Nobody wants Gibson. Nobody wants Mixon in that feeble offense. The only good thing they've got for him is the Bengal King, Joe Burrow. Um, other than that, your team, wow. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's just, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, to add on to what you're, oh, well, so who's your pick of the week, Chris? Oh, Grizz by blowout. Ooh, blowout fashion. That, tough to hear. Um, but uh, from my perspective, yeah, I just want to pay back off of the Baker Thing for Grizz. I mean, when you got a player that's better suited for the role that he plays in his commercials, i.e. janitorial services, cleaning up the stadium, mowing the lawn, then uh, then actually being the quarterback of the team, then you got to have a bit of a problem there. And, and he is playing against that Dallas defense, but it's not, it ain't no Russ. You know, who, maybe those rookie quarterbacks can figure it out. Um, but I'm going to Ride with you on this one, actually. I'm going to say Grizz comes out on top against Team Grown-Ass Man. By blowout? I don't think by blowout. I think it's going to be closer than you think. But you think that even a .1 victory would be a blowout. So uh, by your status, yes, it would be a blowout. But for me, I'm going to think no. It's a closer game. Austin, I'm hoping you pull your head out of your ass and do well this week. But I'm not expecting it. And, you know, we, we wanted to bring Austin on the show. To do a three condom pick of the week. We and did. and he didn't pick up the phone, Chris. He didn't. And, you know, I was texting him earlier today, and he mentioned that his team had the three condom pick of the week. And I have to assume it's that idiot over in Miami, Mike Gusecki. I mean, eight and a half points against a 28-ranked pass defense in the disabled... Jacksonville Jaguars. One catch. It was, I mean, it was for a touchdown, but one catch. Yeah, that's called getting bailed out. And, I mean, if he played anybody with some points this week, he was losing. So I can't speak for him, but I'm assuming that's who he was going to pick because that was a really bad pick. Yeah, and, I mean, without the uh, the man himself to come and give it to us, disrespecting the podcast and not answering the call of duty. I mean, it's it's like... If you want to be Batman, you have to answer the bat signal. You can't just disregard it. That's you right. can't let down the city of Gotham. And he and, did. And he did, big time. So, um, everybody, please send your heartfelt messages to Austin about how he let you down. 
and just hope he doesn't do it next week. Or he's yeah. going to get more slander. Mm -hmm. Or the, the rest of the city of Gotham is just going to burn down because they're helpless, you know. And uh, and we just hope that we can help come swoop in and uh, be of assistance uh, for you. So, Austin, we really hope to have you on next week. But, uh, but, but yeah. And our next ad is brought to you by the other member of the presidential debate tonight, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is going to give us a few words. This one's about a minute long, so buckle up and grab some popcorn and yeah. enjoy. And brought to you from the Electric City. That's right. Scranton is a long way from Wall Street. You won't find skyscrapers or big city bankers. Just hardworking people that make this country work. That's where Joe Biden's story starts. In working class neighborhoods where you could make a good living and pass on a better life to your kids. That's why Joe Biden went into public service to begin with. To make a difference for working families. Donald Trump, he ran for president for himself and for his friends on Wall Street. For Donald Trump, it's about those at the top. For Joe Biden, it's about the backbone of this nation, working families. This crisis has revealed that we must do more for workers and small businesses, not the wealthy. And Joe Biden is the one to do it, to build back better. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Thank you, Vice President Biden, and big shout out to Backbone, as you may have heard. And I'm not talking about his ad, I'm talking about the cookies that carry this nation. If you don't like Backbone, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, I see lots of slander of the Backbone cookies on social media, and it's just absolutely downright ridiculous, because they hold this country together. Just kind of like what uh, Mr. Vice President was talking about in the ad. But in a different aspect. Yeah. We're going to jump right into probably, Chris, your uh, most um, invested matchup of the season so far, other than ours. Uh, Chris versus Asa. And, yeah. man, this has to be one of the biggest rivalries our league has, if you would uh, probably agree with me on well, that one. I do. But, you know, before we get into that, I was thinking our viewers have probably wanted to hear our thoughts on how this past week's matchup went since we haven't dived into that and I noticed on the notes that wasn't on there so before we dive into my matchup with Asa I want to get your thoughts on this week yeah you know I didn't put it on the notes because I knew it was gonna come up and you know why not talk about it organically um, it was it was a good matchup it was a close close game uh, a, a game that uh, our Nine and Hunters team just could not put enough on the board. And it stunk that both of our star wide receivers were out, so we couldn't have a real shootout. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's anytime you get beat by two Seahawks players, you can be okay with it. You can sleep at night because you know the Hawks were really the big winners on the day. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I have a few thoughts that I want to get off my chest. First off, why on God's earth did you play Maserati Mitch? I mean, Nissan Nick ended up going in and replacing him. Nissan Nick. Big Nick. Big Dick Nick, actually. Sorry if you. Sorry for the confused viewers out there. That's actually his nickname. Yeah, well, if you're, if you're replacing a Maserati, you're in my eyes a Nissan. I mean, my roster is too much firepower. I told you going into last week when you predicted you were going to win. 
I said, we hadn't been against any undefeated teams. We weren't going to start now. And I was correct. Not surprised. And for our viewers, since EJ has moved in to Midtown last year, he is winless against Team Trestle. That is correct. 0-3. Oh, I can accept the reality of that, but uh, for all that to be very clear, not okay with it. Our team will not be losing again this season because I know we have a match, a rematch with you, and it will be a guaranteed mortal lock that we will be coming away with the victory. Well, we'll see about that. But now to dive into the matchup with Asa, the winless Asa. Some would say. Not surprised by his performance. I mean, last year, how many games did they still win? Do we even know? Was it less than five? It wasn't very many, Chris. And he's continuing down that path again. I mean, Asa, what the actual fuck are you doing? Your two starting running backs aren't even the best running backs on their team. Kareem Hunt is second-tier running back. Um, what was? Why did he get released from the Chiefs? Oh, was it? Did it have to do with the abuse of his kid? I think so. You're starting somebody a, that. Oh, it was wife. It wasn't uh, his kid. It was his wife. Oh, Hunter. Yeah. We'd like to give a shout out to Hunter there for clarifying that. Ace is starting a running back that is not of high character. And we go down to Mike Davis, who's only playing because CMC is out. And I mean, when your first two running backs are not the best on their team, you're in for some problems. Gardner Minshew's overperformed, I think, last week. Came back to reality. It'll be interesting to see what he does against Joe Burrow this week. Kyler Murray. Joey while, B. While talking to Austin, the analytic master, has scored a lot of points this year. They haven't been from passing. And he's going up against a stout Carolina run defense. So we're going to see Kyler Murray put up maybe 15 points. And, you know, with that... He's screwed. Tyree Kill's going against New England. New England doesn't allow a ton of points to any player besides Russ because Russ is just Jesus Christ. Um, then we come to my powerhouse team. And for our viewers out there, you know, before the season started, I said there wasn't a game on my schedule where I think I'd lose. And quarter through the season, I haven't lost yet. And I'm not going to start by losing to Winless Smith. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson... The MVP frontrunner, he's going to put up at least 30. Ryan Tannehill, um, COVID immune master. If the NFL gives them the green light, he's going to put up at least 25. Aaron Jones is going to put up at least 25. Latavius Murray, 15. Wrong. Um, you know, the rest of my team's going to score a lot. And, you know, I was also talking about winning the bonus every week. Mark Andrews has a really good matchup against the Washington football idiots. And Lamar Jackson's going to come out gung-ho. Mark Andrews is going to finish with 25-plus. And, and I want to get on the record for the PP, Chris, because you said this off the record, but I want to make sure that everybody knows crystal clear what you've told me. That is it true that you drafted specifically for the weekly bonuses in the order that they are presented? I would say that while not the sole reason, it was highly, highly, highly sought after. And, I mean, three weeks in, three bonuses, can you say I'm wrong? I can. I can say that you did not go week by week of the players in each round and say which 
matchups did they have knowing which defenses would be bad or good? I, I just I just can't see that being a thing. Anyway, we could go on and on talking about that. Uh, we'll go into our last matchup of the week, probably one of the most uh, high-octane games, Chris, of Josh versus Logan. Well, actually, we didn't give our picks. Uh, you versus Asa. Well, I, sorry. I, well, you yeah, you picked. Well, also, I mean, who's going to bet against a three and and0 team against a team that hasn't won a game? Do we even need to talk about that? I mean, I mean, you look at the projections, Chris. I mean, our show is all about potent projections, and he's got you beat on the projections. What do you have to say about that? I haven't been favored to win one game, and That's I haven't true. had one close game yet. That's true, and I think that the I think Asa comes on top this week. I think comes out on top this week. That was quite the uh, slip of words there. I'm sure that will be. A great soundbite. But I think that Asa comes out on top with his top receiver coming back into his lineup. I think he makes you go to 3-1. and Yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, Jesus. What have you been drinking? Uh, Water, Chris. Water. I think EJ had some red wine and, how do I say this, Colombian whites before the show. We're going to drug test him after. Mandatory drug test in the PP for next week. We'll get the results to you next week. (laughs) Mandatory drug test from the PP in the PP. (laughs) Um, uh, So our last matchup will be Josh versus Logan. Josh versus uh, Logan. You can't not say the name twice how you always do. Josh versus Logan. Josh versus Logan. That's right. Gotta say it twice. That's That's a teacher's mantra. That's right. Chris, because if you don't say it twice, then people don't... People don't uh, hear it and understand it and really soak it in. So, Josh versus Logan, Josh versus Logan. Who do you have? In Josh versus Logan, Josh versus Logan, I have Josh beating Logan. <laughs> I know that the projections don't show that, but Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers have been playing unbelievable this year, and I don't see that stopping. Austin Eckler, as long as his team doctors don't try to kill him, he'll play well. Chris Carson's going to look for a new knee this week. If he can find one, he'll be solid against yeah, that. Let's talk about that son of a bitch from Dallas that tried to take him out. What a fucking cunt. I'm Seriously. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, when you play in a division where nobody's 500, you've got problems. And that's how you win games by being a dirty player. Fortunately for Seattle, we're better. We're classier. Dallas is average. That's right. Um, anyway, go, going on to the next player there, Chris. Adam Thielen really picked it up last week against Tennessee. Almost beat my team and undefeated Ryan Tannehill, but Tannehill said, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Um, I look for Darren Waller to bounce back this week against Buffalo. Um, Yeah, I just think Josh has got too much firepower this week. While Logan does have a good team, no disrespect to the commish, he does have a solid roster. I just, I'm giving it to Josh. Yeah, I think I'm on the flip side of this one. I think that uh, 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 Logan comes out on top of Josh this week. Seeing his the matchups that his team has, I uh, I like I like what he's got going on with this team. He's got a good balance of quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and now tight end because he got just tonight breaking news with uh, acquiring Travis Kelsey uh, is a big big pickup for him. Oh, that's right. I forgot he acquired Travis Kelsey. Let me look at that again. Yeah, I still give it to Josh. <laughs> and if you would have seen Chris's face there, you would have uh, seen it even the situation even sweeter. Uh, that was quite the quite the treat. Uh, and for our viewers that were begging for the can't lose parlay this week, in fact, I think we'll have to go back 
to last week's episode to see how the can't lose parlay went. Yeah, we might have to. Um, and we'll get back to you guys next week on that. Um, but we're just going to assume it didn't lose because it's a can't lose. Um, this week's can't lose. I'm doing a four-team money line, and I'm just looking at this right now. We're going to bet $40 on this money line, and we're going to go the Bengals over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to go the Cowboys over the Browns. We're going to go New Orleans over the Lions, and we are going to go... Surprisingly, the Chicago Bears over the Indianapolis Colts. Now let's see what $40 pays this week. $40 with the money line currently pays $229.20. On a mortal lock, Chris? On a mortal lock. How do you not lock that in? I'm selling my grandma's kidney to get better. Grandma's kidney. For $40. Wow. For $40. And whatever her kidney's worth, oh. <laughs> I am throwing all that money on here. I'll buy her kidney back. I'll put it back in her. I don't know how it's oh, going to work. I don't know how it's going to work, but that's how confident I am in this can't-lose parlay. Wow, so confident that you will, will have earned a medical degree to be able to put your grandmother's kidney back into her. Without doing any damage and it being functional, that's pretty incredible. And I don't know how I would put any money on this parlay. Hold on, let's Google real fast how much a kidney's going for these days. I don't. Okay, if you want to legal, well, this isn't a kidney. Oh yes, here's here's some interesting stats. If you want to legally sell your heart in the U.S., it can be purchased for about a million dollars. I don't know how you're living if you sell your heart. <laughs> Um, livers come in second worth about 557000 and grandma's kidney is going to be worth about $262,000. This is from the medical futurists. I don't know anything about them or if they're accredited. I'm going to assume that a quick Google search means they are. And you should talk to your grandma about betting $262,000 this week on that can't lose. And then you tell me if she doesn't want her kidney. That's or right. if she wants it, sorry, if she wants her kidney. She's going to be able to retire in Cabo or wherever she wants. For our newest segment on the PP, we're going to bring on a special guest and newest member of the league, my uh, coveted co-owner, Hunter Clark. Hunter, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, EJ. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. This, uh, this section of the show will be uh, hereby known as the Clark Cat... Cl- sorry, Clark's... Casket. Sorry, Hunter, didn't mean to butcher that. And I'm going to just let Hunter take it away and uh, show us what he's got. All right, Hunter. Well, you know what, EJ? Thanks for giving me the spotlight here. This week, I want to highlight a very feeble team, in my opinion. And that team is uh, owned by the one and only Asa Smith. Nobody is surprised that uh, even after having a two-loss back-to-back weekend, EJ and I are still kicking his ass with absolute ease. All right, so let's begin by analyzing this dog shit team. First person that I want to highlight is Marquise Brown on the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, what dumbass takes a wide receiver on a football team that's known for having a running quarterback? And I mean, some might say, what has that guy done? Exactly, exactly. Let's see, who else do we have here? Gardner Minshew, I mean, my God. 9.2 9.2 points against a feeble Miami defense? Are you kidding me? 
Isn't this guy supposed to be your Lord and Savior? Jesus. All right, what else do we have here? Jared Cook for the New Orleans Saints. Well, you know what? This, you know, I can't say too many bad things about the New Orleans Saints because I do, in fact, have crusty old Drew Brees on my side, to which I do have complete confidence in. But Jared Cook. As Jesus, we all do. As I, we, yeah. Absolutely. 4.1 points in week three. I mean, what the hell happened? I mean, he was playing Green Bay, but I mean, come on. He had, he had crusty old Drew Brees on his side. Yeah. I mean, what? 4.1 points? Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. We're doing some more catches than that. Seriously. I will say the saving grace for Ace of this past week, even though we lost, was the fact that the LA Rams decided to get their head out of their ass and start utilizing Cooper Cup like they should have been this whole time. 25.7 points. That's impressive. That's impressive. Let's see if Ace will uh, get a win this season. I don't think so, but you know what? We'll see in week four. And there you have it, folks. Asa is now in Clark's casket. Chalk it up. It's over. He's there. And to finish up our uh, pod today, we're going to get our uh, opinions from both me, myself, Chris, and Hunter on who we think the highest score is going to be this week and the uh, matchup to watch. So, Hunter, why don't we start with you? What do you think? Well, there's no doubt in my mind that the matchup to watch is going to be EJ and I versus our opponent. <laughs> Who's and your opponent? It's Gary. Oh, well, we're going to blow Gary out of the water. I've never met him before, but his ass is going down. <laughs> wow, I love the confidence. That's right, Hunter. And who do you think is going to be the uh, highest score on the week? Highest score? Besides on the ourselves. It cannot be our team. Oh, it can't be our team? Because we have too high of journalistic integrity in this group to be able to pick our own team, although we would obviously pick that. You know what, you're right, and you know what, I'm going to have to go with the uh, statistician on this one, and Asus, uh, Austin Schmaltz is going to get the highest score of the week. Yeah, I, you almost slipped up there and said oh, Asus, we all, we all know Smith. he will almost certainly be the lowest score of the week. Oh, absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead. You know, I'm really excited to watch Josh and Logan. As I said, I think Josh is going to come away, and I'm going to be honest, with the highest score of the week, it's going to be myself. Book it, folks. 220-plus this week from Team Trussell and blowout win over winless, gutless, coothless, tootless Smith. <laughs> tootless Smith. I, that may be the new team name, is Tootless Smith. Uh, from, from all of us here at the PP, we, we appreciate you, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. And as as we say here in the studio, trust yourself, but not as much as Chris Trussell trusts himself. Goodbye. Yay.